And I remember one time uh, I walked out of my class, I sat on the bench and I was really just asking myself, kind of like that epitome point and saying to myself, what do I really want to do with my life? Like, it is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. Sounds good. Good. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of First Sip. Um, we're fired up about this one. This episode is what this show was meant to be. So the basis of our show is to sit down, speak with people, and learn from them. People who are better at things than us, have them talk about what they're better than so that we can learn about it. And that everyone listening can also learn about it through the stages of our life and through the eyes of where we're at in our life, real estate, the stock market, investing, successful things, your health, um, being a business owner right now. Wellness. Wellness. Overall wellness, which is fantastic. Can't beat it. No, you cannot beat it. Um, So we are very excited. We had a guest on, Sean Deckmar. Total disclaimer, his energy is so, so (laughs) through the roof. So if you're driving, fasten the seatbelt a little bit, turn down the volume on your speaker. This was our first dabble with Zoom. Kembe. If you didn't get an espresso shot in your coffee this morning, turn around, go back, tell them, hey, listen, they just gave me the disclaimer. I'm going to need a little more energy. Get ready. Yes. If you're taking your pre-workout, extra scoop. Matter of fact, don't snort it. Snort it. Straight to the brain. Right to the brain. Your, Your first sip. Make sure it hits the dome because this kid will knock your speaker out and will knock you back in your chair. The energy is so high, which is the reason I assume why he's so successful. And you will definitely get that from this podcast. It was it was fun. It was a good conversation. Energy of a winner. Yes, energy of a winner. Um, me and Dikembe sat back, learned a lot. He gave a lot of gems. We also do recommend either like notes or uh, get out a pen and paper. Yes. Uh, many of you may not ever use that nowadays. Um, pull out your notes at whatever you have. How they recommend a uni ball. Ooh, Those you ever try nice. it? You ever try a pilot? Uh, the G sevens. G sevens are nice. My, my a, old my old manager put me on that. Sal, uh, shout out, shout I'm, out. I'm a big uni ball guy. You get the, you know the ones that gray with the silver strip. Hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm. We going next sponsorship. Yes, uni ball. Yeah. Um, with that being said. We are going to now introduce our next guest, Sean Deckmar, the founder of Tradecaster.com, Deckmar Trades. Sit back and enjoy. Deck, thanks for joining us, brother. Hey, thanks. This is uh, it's an honor being on yeah, uh, this third episode right now. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Episode we're, three. Uh, we're happy that we're doing this. Uh, we're happy that you're here. This is the purpose of the show, is to have people that are better than us at something teaching us something i feel like that takes a lot from you albert so uh, i'm gonna remember that one that's it oh man that was great i love that what a great way to start (laughs) that is a great way i mean hey i'll be honest that is a way to welcome a guest (laughs) (laughs) so bro how long you in florida for uh, i'm in florida for another probably two and a half to three weeks i just i just i can't take the winners you know, after a while, I was just, I was getting so depressed <laughs> just being up there and like, I'm like super optimistic. 100%. But once, once that winter starts hitting and you get trapped inside your house day after day, and you're just like, man, I just want to go ahead and get outside and do something. Then again, people start vacationing down, uh, down South and you're saying to yourself, I just, I just want to go. And then from there, I just, you know, dipped out and went to Florida. 
I hope the people hear this. This is what you call a true goal right there. Becoming a snowbird. He is a snowbird. That's it. I know. I'm, 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 I'm earning my wings. I'm yeah, again, yeah. I'm earning my wings. I'm trying Dude. to be like you when I grow up, man. So <laughs> speaking about your goals, Deck, why don't you tell everybody how you started, where you're at now, how you got there, like what drove you to become what you're at now? Yeah. So right now, for anyone who doesn't know who I am, um, Sean Deckmar, I've been trading full time for the past seven years. And simply enough, it's simply just been from nonstop trading. Uh, I started discovering the stock market at the age of 20, probably 1920, right after high school. And that's why I really just wanted to kind of take off with that trading career. Uh, one of the big things I always tell people is what really hit me was back in college. Back in college, uh, at one point, I was just sitting there saying to myself, you know, I don't want to do my major. I was a criminal justice major. And I remember one time uh, I walked out of my class, I sat on the bench and I was really just asking myself kind of like that epitome point and saying to myself, what do I really want to do with my life? Like I'm here in college, I'm spending thousands of dollars and I, I'm not going to be happy even if I graduate with this degree right here. Like, do I really want to do this for the next 40 years of my life? And it is kind of a big decision when you think about it at the age of 18, at the age of 19, to figure out what you want to do for the next 40, 50 years when you retire at 60 plus. So, I mean, that's something that you really have to figure out and still being at a young age. I mean, right now I'm 27, you guys are 27, Albert, you might be 28, I'm not sure, but I know nice. you, you can look back and you say to yourself at this time, you know, say, oh, wow, at 20, at 19, at 18. Right. You know, you could say I was so young back then I was making the stupidest decisions ever. And to be able to actually decide at that age what we want to be doing the rest of our life is a pretty crazy thing, especially as every single year we get a little bit older and we say to ourselves, wow, you know, I really was not that mature yet. I really wasn't thinking clearly about my future yet. You know, you go into college, probably the first year of college, your main concern is, you know, things that are not educational or academic based. So once I hit that kind of sophomore to junior year, I started saying to myself, you know, what do I truly want to do here? I remember sitting on this bench, the classes change. And I see all the students from one class go to another class. So one class go to another class. Everyone's just running right through campus, going to, again, their designated schedule. And I'm thinking to myself at that point, where do we learn something different? Right. If I'm learning from this teacher and 40 other kids are learning from this teacher and then again, 40 other teach, uh, uh, students are learning from this teacher, where do I at some point break out? Because when we think about it at the end of the day, how many people do we know are driving, let's say, nice cars? How many people do we know have a very nice house? How many people do we know not in debt? How many people do we know, again, still have loans to pay? So at what point am I learning to be different and beyond that? Because if I go ahead and learn from every single person that is learning the same thing as me, at the end of the day, am I not just going to be like every other person? And again, most of the people I know, they're in again debt. Most of the people I know, they're in, again, you know, situations they don't want to be in. They graduate their nine to five or graduate college and they say to themselves, I'd rather go back to college, right? But again, you got to pay more loans. You got to go through all these different experiences along those lines. So I was saying to myself, at some point, if you want to be successful, don't you have to, again, jump out and do something different? So that's kind of the big thing about stepping out of the box. And honestly, the hardest part of being successful probably would be that first year, that first year and a half where everyone judges you, where everyone's saying, oh, this kid's trying to do something, where everyone's saying, okay, that's not going to work. How many people do you see start business? Again, you're seeing it on Instagram, you're scrolling up and down on the um, on your Instagram and you're just like, yeah, okay, that kid's starting that on up. And again, you just give it a little giggle, you keep on going, right? You see someone put out a song, right? A song that has three views. You know, you're like, yeah, I'll double tap it, you know, make them feel good. But you don't expect anything from it. 
right? Nothing at all. You're just trying to support your friend or you might give it a little chuckle, make share it in your group chat. Be like, yo, you guys check out what this guy's doing. I couldn't even imagine, right? What people are saying when they're starting to, you know, talk about me, right? You know, when I first wanted to start being a stock trader, right? It's very, very easy to kind of put someone else down because you guys know, hey, you know what? At least he's trying to do something. You see someone stepping outside the box and saying, hey, I want to do something. That's again, an easy target. So you have to ignore, of course, not only any, everyone going against you, but you guys have to, you have to find the fact that, hey, it's going to be a struggle at first. And every single time you're working, 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 and you're not hitting that success and you're just putting you down even more, even more. But that's where, again, you start succeeding a lot more. So that was really the big step for me to really want to start, you know, learning how to trade because money is not the most important thing in my life. It's really not. But I would love to be able to live on a financially free type of you know life where I don't have to worry about bills, where I don't have to worry about that loan. And if I want to come down to Florida in the winter, I can do that. If I want to go ahead and do this or travel to this place, I can do that. I don't need to be the wealthiest person in the world where, again, you know, I'm just flaunting money left and right. But I do want to be a person that never has to worry about that whatsoever. And stock trading is how I was able to accomplish that. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the most important then? You said money's not the most important to me. So what is? most important to you what's driving you getting you out of bed bud dude honestly just myself uh, probably like my biggest biggest fear in my life is just not being someone you know i just like I, I hate thinking about if i never let's say never tried to be someone like where i would be at right now like the the fear of failure is honestly driving me every single day because there's so many people in my whole entire life, especially even like teachers and everything were surprised I was even going to college. People again, surprised I was even going to do this. Like my, my basketball coach, you know, coach P used to call me Decky the retard at times. Right? So it's like, dude, I know it was a rough, it was a rough career. Like the okay. thing was like, it, it's like, I, I w- I'm just so driven to, you know, want to be someone and want to do something. Just because, you know, I'm saying to myself at this time, you know, so many people, of course, put me down. It's not, again, you know, also just proving people wrong. It's, you know, we have this personally, again, you know, we have this amazing gift of life every single day right in front of us. We are we're here for, again, a short period of time. We could look back at our lives right now. We could say, yeah, I remember when I was 10 years old. I remember when I was 15 years old. I remember when I was 20 years old. And I can remember yesterday when I was 27 years old. Guaranteed when we're 40, when we're 60, when we're 80, we're going to be saying the same exact thing. Do you want to look back when you're 60 and 80 and say, again, those people got the best of you? Do you want to say again, oh, I lived a life that wasn't fulfilled? Do I want to do this? Do I want to? It's like you can make a change at any point. If you believe it or not, where you say, oh, I got the odds going against me. I don't got much money right now. I didn't have any money in college. I used to call my mom and ask her $50 so I can go out and let's say go to 50 cent beer night sometimes, go to Dollar <laughs> General and fill my cabinets up at every single moment. I had zero dollars, yep. right? I started my website with uh, 2000 bucks, stockmarttrades.com when we're on there. I started my trading account with $2,300. And that was after working two summers of lifeguarding and working over time shifts. It's like, I don't need to hear any sort of complaints because everyone's got them. Everyone has complaints and everyone's complaints. So you know who, you know, uh, sounds best to your absolute self, because again, you're the person saying the complaints. When you think about it, does anyone else ever care about someone else's complaints? If the Kembe came up to me right now, I was like, yo, I've been having a hard day at work. I've been again, grinding, grinding, grinding every single day, hard day at work. I mean, he's really deep down when you think about it, he's saying those complaints to make himself again, feel better. But as, as the person who's listening to complaints, do you honestly truly care? what that person saying you're like yeah, yeah yeah that sounds good man come on let's go do something else right it's like complainers sound the best to again the person complaining 
right? And it's like, hey, if you want to complain all you want throughout your whole entire life and say the odds are against you, the odds are against you and you're just making it for yourself. Or you can say to yourself, hey, I'm not happy where I'm at. Let me go ahead and break through this wall and actually do something. And again, you know, I know, Albert, you're super business savvy and you've been working, of course, at real estate. I was talking to Ryan. He was telling me about that. So Kenbe, you're grinding all the time with your weightlifting. And again, that's absolutely awesome. And that's the big thing, you know, for myself, I know what it was like being that person at the bottom, being that person that wanted to be someone. And of course, whenever I see someone trying to grind after it, Again, you guys have my highest respect in that manner. So like to stay on that point um, with like, cause what I hear a lot from that is the competitive edge. And do you think being a former athlete helps you with that daily drive and just wanting to continue to not only like prove other people wrong, but just to see how far you can go? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, that's part of it, you know, being an athlete all our lives. But also I think about it at the same time is kind of the way I was raised, right? You know, I have my older brother, TJ, definitely. I got mm-hmm. Lauren, my older sister, I got Carrie, my younger sister, and I got my dad who is a coach, right? He's a football coach. He's a basketball coach. He was a baseball coach. So you can imagine again, growing up in my household, how of course competitive every single thing was. And it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm playing cards with my family. It doesn't matter if I'm playing Mario Kart. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm, if I lose in that aspect, I'm pissed and I'm angry about it. You know, I don't, I don't care what I'm doing, even if it's a friendly game. And again, we're hanging out and you know, how competitive whenever we play sports, how again, angry someone gets, how, you know, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Does anyone truly care about what the final score is other than you and uh, you know, myself, no one cares, no one cares at all. Right. But the thing is, it's just because we don't like to lose. And, we, you know, it just if you have that fire throughout your whole entire life and you bring it to things about that at some point, again, someone is going to care. Oh, wow. This guy is, you know, making, let's say, hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars in his business. And it's just because of those things relaying throughout your life. If you're a kid that never tried, if you're a person who really never had any sort of motivation, you're probably not going to all of a sudden pick up motivation. You know, it kind of it's driven within you. And a lot of people always ask me, you know, you know Deck, how do you get so motivated, so inspired every single day I work, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people always say, Oh, it's awesome that, you know, you run your own business and you live stream your trading. You know, why don't you just take a few days off? You know, why don't you just, you know, sit back and just relax? It's because I know other people aren't sitting back and relaxing and you know what other people are going to be getting ahead of me then. So do I want to have that feeling? Absolutely not. You know, so again, it is just part of the drive, but also part of how we're raised. I, I think, I think you really nailed it there. It really, I mean, when you look at top athletes, they don't just say, Oh, you know, I reached the top of my game and now I'm, I'm done. Yeah, you, know, you, you get to the top of your game. And it's like, how do I continue to improve? How do I continue to get better day yeah. in and day out? Like LeBron James is not taking days off. Exactly. It's, you know, it, that's the thing. It's, when you get the person that is sitting as number one right now is the person that is staying the least comfortable. You know, once you get to that comfort yeah. level, that's where you start saying to yourself, oh, wow, I'm starting to decline. Someone just passed me. Because I remember when I first started stock trading, when I first started stock trading, I worked obsessively, obsessively every single day, hours upon hours upon hours in my college dorm room, in my college apartment. I was studying more than anything I've ever worked for in my life. Then I started making some money. Then I started making some cash. Then again, you know, I was that person that was, you know, I'd walk into a bar. I wouldn't mind buying people drinks. Then again, you know, I got, uh, was able to really be able to pay off my school loans. Then I was able to get this nice car. And then I found you know, a part that I was starting to get really comfortable and I sat back. And the moment I started sitting back, I started losing a lot more in my investments. The moment I sat back, I, you know, noticed that I wasn't doing as well in other things in my life. Really, it's great to strive for perfection, but that perfection is just for you to achieve excellence, never to achieve perfection, but to really keep on 
on going. The moment you start getting comfortable is the moment you start slouching. And the moment you start slouching is the moment you start giving back everything you did. Same exact thing with fitness, right? To come back, you can you know, say the same exact example. You start looking in your, the mirror, you say, wow, I start looking good. Now I can take days off. Now I can eat that cheese puff. Now I can go ahead and have hot wings every single night. You do it's that for two weeks straight. It'll do it to you. Yeah, I know, man. Those cheese puffs, you throw a little ranch in there. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Next thing curls. you know, you're saying, where did my progress go? Right? What are those gains? Do I put in all those hours of work for what? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, for the record, Dikembe doesn't change if he does take the time off. That I is, might have a <laughs> that is a valid point, though. For the record, Dikembe <laughs> have the does not change. Curls from, from hers, you only get them at the gas station. Yeah, Dikembe doesn't change with days off. If I take a minute off, I instantly bloat and look like a yep. dinner plate. There you go. But Oh, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah so you probably took about, what, five to ten minutes off before this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice first zoom meeting cool bro so i'm only going to be on once i already know <laughs> no back to when you said i came out the gate i started studying if someone wanted to get into it what what would they study how would they follow that path so like what did you study out the rip what should people learn as beginners I mean, probably the biggest thing if you want to get involved in the stock market is just to understand the stock market. Because there's so many people out there that you say, okay, I want to understand the stock market. And you have zero idea what even the stock market is, right? You could say, okay, the stock market is a whole bunch of graphs, a whole bunch of numbers. The best thing to really do is just surround yourself with the stock market. So let's take it for this example. If you want to learn Spanish, what would you say is hands down the best way to learn Spanish? All right? What would you think? Listen to Bad Bunny on repeat. That's you one guys way. ever listen to Mickey his album? M. <laughs> there you go. That is one way. I'm gonna think a little bit differently, but I'm okay. gonna say, what if, what if you, what if you just went to Spain? You lived there for six months. You weren't again. No one there, let's say, was gonna help you out whatsoever. I guarantee you come out of Spain at least with some sort of you know knowledge. Maybe you're not speaking it 100 fluently, but you know that knowledge. And learning the stock market is almost like learning a new language. And the fact that if you want to learn how to invest, you want to learn how to trade. The best thing to do is surround yourself with the stock market. So how do we do that? Well, on top of that, uh, what I always did was YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Right. The one of the best things to do YouTube is YouTube University. YouTube University is try to figure out what's going on, right? Start just typing things in. Hey, how to day trade? Hey, how should I again get involved in stock markets? Hey, and then one thing's going to lead to another. On top of that, you want a paper trade. Paper trading team is going to be really just coming down to trial and error right? Trial and error. It's the how I learned. And it's really one of the best ways to learn. Now, again, you know, on my site that I have tradecaster.com, I have over a 300 hour video library. That's just going to break down from start to finish, uh, which way you guys, you know, can trade. So if you want to go A to Z, everything's all set for you right there. But when I first started, I never had that mentor. I never had someone to guide me. And it really was going on Google and typing in how to day trade, going on Google, typing in how to invest in the stock market. And that's why it took me so long because I wish, I wish I had someone to be able to sit me down and be like, Hey, this is what you want to do. This is the way to do something right. This is what's going to happen wrong. But unfortunately for my experience, I had to go through the trial and error. Who was it? Thomas Edison invented the light bulb at the end. He said to himself, Hey, you know what? I didn't uh, go through a thousand different ways just to invent the light bulb once, you know, I learned about 999 different ways, how not to invent the light bulb. So again, he's always taken it in a positive 
positive aspect. And that's how, again, my trading was really before I even became successful at it. I, again, you know, paper traded first, which is a fake simulator to figure out how you would do in the stock market. And again, that's what I did before I started going into, let's say, real trading. But the thing was, it's I lost when I first started and lost when I first started and lost when I first started. And I would take those months of me losing, losing, losing as negatives. I'm saying to myself, you know what? I just found 900 ways how not to make money in the stock market, but eventually I'm going to get it right. I can't keep losing money in the stock market, right? Eventually I'm going to figure this out. And again, that's exactly what I did. So it really just came down to trial and error. And after, again, you do it enough, you're going to start finding those winning strategies. But the beautiful thing about paper trading is you really don't lose any money. You're again, it's all simulated to see how you would you do go. when you actually get money. So the best mm. thing to really do is again, do that practice trading, but that's one of the biggest errors that new traders make. They go, okay, Hey, I got 300 bucks right here. I got 3,000 bucks. Hey, I got 5,000 bucks right here. Let me open up a Robinhood account and start investing right away. All right, guys, what are you going? You hit the group chat. You say, hey, what are we getting involved in? And we say to ourselves, I, I, you know, this guy's saying this, this guy's saying this, this guy's saying this. At the end of the day, you guys say, all right, how are we at? Everyone goes, I'm down 500. Now I'm down 300. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hey, guys, let's, uh, let's regroup. Let's come back tomorrow. And uh, let's absolutely nail this, right? And the thing is, no one studied. No one knows what the heck's going on. You guys are gambling. Right now, you could look at me and say, oh, Deck, you know, you're a day trader. You're a professional gambler. Yeah, there's a difference between me and you, though. I'm the house. You're the tourist. The odds are always in my favor every single time wow. I step there. I am not, again, you know, getting the cards. I'm dealing the cards. You are the person rolling the dice. I'm collecting the dice and then putting them back out to you. There's a big difference between me and you. You know why? Because I trade when the odds are always going to be my favorite. So reason why that again in 2020, 2021 so far, I have a 73% win rate. It's because imagine if every single time I rolled the dice, there were no sevens. Every single time that I sat down on the blackjack table, all that was coming out was face cards for myself. Imagine I sat down at the poker table and I knew I was going to be getting pocket pairs every single time. I'm the house when I trade. And that's the way, again, the difference be between being the person that is, again, just randomly trading and the person that is actually successful. The statistic is 80% of of new traders losing the market. You know why? Because it's people downloading Robinhood and never working. If you wanted to be in the NFL and you just picked up a football, could you say to yourself, okay, I want to be in the NFL? You never touched a football. You never thrown a pass. You never caught a pass. You never tackled anyone. What gives you any right to think you'd be in the NFL? Just like, again, if you want to trade on Wall Street, you don't know anything about stocks. What do you think can lead you hanging out with the big dogs right here, making millions of dollars? You're going to get chewed up and eaten alive. You've never done anything before. So it I really comes down a to a good experience. I think that's a great point, too, because especially nowadays with social media and the ability to just watch people doing something that they do on a daily basis, people really start thinking, oh, I can do this, too. Why can't I do it? They're the same age as me. They've had the same level of education, so I should be able to just jump into it tomorrow and do the same thing. And then when they take that loss, they become those complainers we've talked about before. And now it's like, oh, who do I blame? Right. Like you probably have people who said like, oh, you told me to do this. You told me to do that. And I've lost X amount of dollars, you know, like, and how do I get my money back? Yeah, and no, I definitely don't understand. understand that this is a, this is like, when you're in the game, you have to understand the risk too. Yeah. You know, it, it comes down to what I say. This is your account. If I wanted to go back to that NFL analogy I was just talking about, imagine if you never picked up a football before you come up, you, you get you on the NFL team, right? You walk up to me, I'm Tom Brady. 
right? I'm the goat at the moment. And you guys come up to me and you say, all right, what's the game plan here, Tom? And I say, all right, you know what we're going to do here? We're going to line up shotgun formation. We're going to see number 82. He's going to run a post route. You're going to get a three-stop, a three-stop, you know, a step back after the snap. Step drop. There you go. Thank Sean you, never played football <laughs> for the record. Guys, I sat the bench. Then after that, you're going to have the cornerback coming around the corner. Just watch out for him, you know, get into the pocket, stay in the pocket. Linemen are going to be coming, throw the pass, and you guys are going to absolutely crush it. You know what's going to happen? You walk out there at the moment you catch even the uh, the snap right here, everything is just going to collapse on you. You're going to panic. You're going to get emotional. You're going to get hit by a 300 pound lineman. Again, you know, who knows where you're playing Philadelphia. They're going to be throwing hot dogs in your, you know, face mask. You know, we'll see again, what's going to even be happening there. And then you come off to me and you come up to Tom Brady and you say, Tom, what the heck? You told me what to do here. This is your fault, Tom. Right. Why didn't you again, you know, and Tom goes, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Have you ever thrown a football? No. Have you ever done this, that, that? No. Well, again, that's why you lost. It comes down to, of course, knowledge and experience There's two different parts of success in the stock market, knowledge and experience. We can know how, again, the game works. You could be the fattest person in the world and know every single thing about football, right? You can sit there and be able to talk about the rules, everything along those lines. But again, there's also experience in the game on how good you actually are. And when you're actually in the game, what you're going to be doing at that moment. So of course you have to have that experience and that athleticism and also kind of have that knowledge. And those are the two things that go hand in hand. You can know a lot about the stock market, but if you never paper trade to actually get that experience, the moment you click buy, your blood starts boiling, the adrenaline starts going, the money starts you know going all over the place. And that's where you start getting to panic mode right away. So two different main parts of stock trading that people really aren't ready for, and especially with the new person that just opens up that Robinhood account and expects to make millions. Bro, uh, first question. Uh, one, dude, you have so much energy for nine <laughs> well, o'clock on a Tuesday. Dude, dude. It, when do you go to bed, bro? Bro, we, never, go, sleep at, we go to sleep never? at 4 a.m. We yeah, wake up at 4.49. <laughs> no, no shot. When they are open at 4 a.m., we wake up at 4.49. Pre-market starts rocking and rolling around 5 a.m. We're all set, baby. So you, know, you started your account with 2,300. Yeah. Um, I'm an individual say I have $2,300. What would be the super high level blueprint that you would recommend my like just first steps to take that 2,300 and grow it? I know you run challenges all the time. Like what's the blueprint for the challenge? Help someone invest. All right. So you got 2,300 bucks, right? You have two different options, of course. You can really just throw that into a long-term investment, or of course, you can day trade. If you're going to day trade, you're going to be having higher risk with higher reward. Blue chip is going to be paying you out lower reward, but you also have a lower risk. So right there, you have to decide, what do I want to do? right? Do I want to go with something a little bit more safer, but I'm not going to make as much money? Or do I want to go with something that's a little bit more high risk and possibly be able to make more money? So that's kind of the first thing that comes down to you on what you want to choose. Now, if we are talking about you have $2,300 and you want to go and start day trading, what would be the steps that I would say? Well, let's assume that you have already gone through paper trading. Let's assume that you've already gone through, let's say the Tradecaster video library, and you already know all the information you need to know. And now you are starting to make your first actual trades. The things, the top things you really want to look for every single day is wake up early. Wake up early and see which stocks are having some of the best gap ups. Stocks that are gapping up before the day even opens on up. These are stocks that people are getting into, of course, before the stock market opens. You need to ask yourself every single day, what do I, not what I want to trade. What does everyone else want to trade? Because why do stocks go up? Stocks go up because people buy them. Why do stocks go down? Stocks go down because people sell them. So when you 
sit down in your chair every single morning and you ask yourself and you say to yourself, what do I want to trade every day? That's already starting off the day wrong. You want to ask yourself, what is everyone else going to be trading today? Because everyone else is going to be the majority and the majority of people are going to decide where these stocks are going to be heading because that's the main mindset. You guys can have your favorite plays and you could say to yourself, hey, you know what? This is my favorite play. But if no one else in the world likes that play, you're going to buy that stock and it's not going to move at all. We want to find the stocks that are moving the most active up and the most active down because the stocks that, of course, that are moving the most active up and the most active down is how we can make, of course, the most profit. So when you wake up, you look for the hottest top gainers every single morning. You might find one, two, three, four top gainers we want to be looking for stocks that are 50% or above. We can see anything from 50% all the way up to 200%. Now, what you want to do after that is figure out what's the news, the credibility. Out of, let's say, we have five top gainers, four of them are going to have some sort of news behind it. Eliminate the one that doesn't even have any sort of news behind it. This could just be from hype or any sort of momentum. We always want to be asking ourselves now, why? Why are people buying the stock? Why would I want to buy the stock? And how am I going to be able to profit on this play? So we find a top gainer that's moving up on credible news. So we know that this stock could potentially move up even more. Then after that, we want to go to yahoofinance.com, click the tab that's, uh, that says statistics and look at the float. The float is simply enough the shares offered to the public. If we have a low float and a high demand, we see an, a very large spike. It's simple economics. When you have a very low supply of something and a very high demand of something, you'll see the price dramatically increase. So what we're going to be having right here in stocks is we have a credible reason that people are starting to move into already. So the demand is going up as the stock is moving up because there's a low supply of shares. From there, what we're really going to be doing is writing the stock down and watching its momentum at the start of the day. If we start seeing the stock be able to spike on up, we want to look at, you know, where's the next resistance line it could possibly go up to because that really just comes down to reading, you know, chart patterns, which is a little bit hard to explain, of course, over on podcast. But your starting point, simply enough, would be wake up, look for low float stocks that have higher, uh, higher current volume than their average volume that has um, very hot press releases towards them or credible press releases towards them. A lot of people think stock trading comes down to doing math, doing again, all these, you know, tough, you know, uh, all these tough problems. You don't need to know any of that, right? You don't need to know any math. I've never done a math problem in my life other than again, counting profits in the stock market. Okay. You guys do Jeez. not need, <laughs> you guys don't need to know any sort of math whatsoever. You guys just need to be able to learn about chart setups, chart patterns, and really just being able to look at a few different numbers on Yahoo Finance to be able to find the most uh, profitable place. So staying on the, and talking about stocks and hot news, I think there's a couple points that we just want to rattle off real quick. Let's start with Socket Mobile. Okay, SCKT today. Yeah, Got to talk about SCKT. One question real quick before I ask you. Um, you said you wake up, you got to find the top five gainers. Yeah. Where would you? So imagine you're listening. You have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Where like, would I look to find a top five gainer? Like, where would I look? What's a solid tip? Or like, I know you said Yahoo Finance, which is great, but like stock twits or like, where would yeah. someone wake up and be like, ah, where's I mean, the top five gainer? Personally, I use these scanners called trade ideas, which are, you know, you do have to pay for them but you can be able to see what stocks are moving on up. And I mean, there are tons of software out there. You can use Trade Ideas, TC2000, Scans. You can use Bazinga Pro. But to just wake up 
and be like, okay, what are the top gainers? You're probably going to have to have some sort of software, even if okay. it's on your broker. You guys okay. can go through your broker and be able to find, you know, what stocks, let's just say having a, a gap percentage up. Just go to, you know, go to a watch list, go to a screener and just click mm -hmm. gap percentage and filter it to the highest one. So that would really just be the easiest way to do it. But there unfortunately is not any sort of website that's going to give you pre-market data in real time. That's going to tell you exactly, again, what are the top gainers? What you can do, which I used to do, is wait until the start of the day at 9.30 in the morning. And if you wait about two minutes or so, go to finviz.com and just click refresh. And usually right around like 9.32 to 9.33, right after the stock market opens, Finviz is going to update with all the top gainers of the day. And within the first two minutes, it's usually all the pre-market top movers. So that's like something I used to do as my little cheat sheet when I first started and I didn't you know, know about scanners or any of the software yet. That's awesome. I hope you guys are taking notes. Yeah, pen and paper. That's good. <laughs> Dropping gems. No, I got gotcha. you. So, Socket Mobile, what happened today, bro? You got to talk about you, you yourself experienced it. And Dude. what is it? Why did it happen? How about so, that roller coaster, man? So, SCKT today, this is the breakdown of this play. If you guys did not see it, go ahead and check out this play. SCKT, the stock was able to run 538% today. It almost went up around 900% today. The day's range was from 917 to $35. So simply enough, if you had a $9,000 account and this stock ran all the way up towards around $35, you could have made $25,000 in the stock market today, which is, you know, an amazing return on your investment. And that's again, why I personally love day trading, right? That's an, that's an incredible return. People again, doing long long-term investments, you know, trading the SPY, you're looking anywhere between a 12 to 14% over 12 months, you know, uh, that, you know, 10 to 14 or 12 to 14%, you guys can make that in a day, day trading. And that's again, why I love trading these very hot plays. So of course, looking over just on SCKT right now, we have, uh, if you again, can check over on Yahoo Finance, we have a couple of key things that made the stock break on out. The first thing you want to be looking at is a volume over the average volume. Now, for all listeners that, you know, are completely lost with any, again, the language I've been talking, volume is simply enough going to be out in the simplest ways, how many people are trading the stock. It really means the shares traded from hand to hand, but a very easy way to think about it is just how many people are in on this play. So the average volume on this play is 893,000, okay? Today's volume was 223 million people. That is a dramatic difference. Mm. Imagine, like, let's say if we had a restaurant, right? And on average, they had 893,000 people. You can get into a flow, a little bit of routine of something. Imagine if all of a sudden 200 million people flooded into that restaurant. It'd be absolute <laughs> chaos. It wouldn't even be able to fit all those people. The, the doors would blow off. And that's, again, you know, kind of one of the easiest key factors to know right there. Also, if we go ahead and check out the float, something I talked about before, it's 4 million in float. Little rule of thumb, anything underneath 5 million in float is where, again, you could see a lot of big time breakouts. So anything under 5 million in float that's where again you can go absolutely bananas and then from there we do have that credible press release which i talked about earlier yeah. where this was really just talking about simply enough it wasn't even the biggest press release in the world but it says socket mobile launches first enterprise grade scanners for apple iphone 12 series now i can understand and again this is where things kind of get a little bit more complicated i can understand you know a very hot press release leading towards again you know a very big spike but this press release is really not the biggest thing in the world this press release is not 
saying Socket Mobile is partnering with, uh, you know, Apple. It is not saying Apple is hiring on, let's say, any sort of contract to want to get these iPhone 12 scanners. We didn't see anything along these lines, which was a little bit interesting. Be able to see, A, we have a low float stock, we have massive volume, and we have a credible press release, but the credible press release isn't anything over the top. So we have to ask ourselves at this point, why did SCKT get all the hype? Why did this stock out of over 7,000 shares that are currently traded on the NASDAQ and New York Stock Exchange, why did we see SEKT be able to get the action towards it? Now, there's a few different reasons when we actually break it down. Number one, this stock was in the top three. It was actually the number one top gainer in pre-market this morning. SEKT was actually one of the only stocks with credible news today. And then when it comes down to it, sometimes it comes down to process of elimination. So if we have, let's say, a, 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 let's say 10 stocks that all have very big gap ups and eight of them, let's say, don't have any sort of news, already the majority of people are focusing on the stocks such as SEKT because we already know right away, hey, people aren't going to focus on stocks without any sort of news. And out of this morning, there was news, but this one was more of the play that people want to get involved with just because it was the number one top gainer with some sort of news. Something we also need to take into account is also, again, the market conditions. Now, I always say market conditions along the lines as the weather. Some days, again, it's sunny. Some days, it's rainy. Some days, it's snowy, so on and so forth. We cannot do the same um, strategy every single day. If we trade, let's say, where we buy large shares in, let's say, very hot times, times, you can make a lot of money. If you, again, trade large shares in very slow times, you can lose a lot of money because stocks may be going against you. Just like on a summer day, you can wear a t-shirt, you can wear shorts. But if you do the same exact thing in December or January, you're going to be saying to yourself, what the heck? You know, what's going on? Why am I cold? You have to adjust with market conditions. What, let me ask you this. What have we seen the past two weeks? We have seen, let's say, GME and GameStop. We have seen AMC. Mm. We have seen, if you want to look up these tickers as well, we've been able to see KOSS. We have been able to see SAVA. We have been able to see OCGN. We've been able to see massive breakouts every single day. So for the people that, of course, wake up and they see GME go crazy and they said themselves two different things. They either said, wow, I just made an absolute killing on GME. Or they said to themselves, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I missed out on GME. I can't wait for the next play tomorrow. No matter if which one you were, if you were the person who made massive money, you're excited about the next day. Or if you're the person that says, I can't believe I missed out on this profit. I, I, I got to nail the next one tomorrow, right? You're the person that's still saying to yourself, hey, I'm buyer happy, I'm buyer friendly. There's times in the market that people take a step back where they're nervous because they're going to keep losing. Right now is one of the hottest times I've ever seen in my seven years of stock trading. And this is just because every single day, people are waking up super buyer friendly, where everyone's saying to themselves, hey, you know, tomorrow it's going to be something along the same lines, right? Tomorrow we're going to either see a ginormous gap up in pre-market or we're going to see another big time spike because SCKT today went on a big time spike. And just like you guys are asking me about SCKT, I talked today about my chat on SCKT. And just like, again, you know, our certain chat members are going to go ahead and talk to other people and other people and other people. And everyone's going to say, whoa, did you see SCKT? Yeah, again, after the holiday break, we got a 538% spiker on the day. What do you think is going to go on tomorrow? People are getting excited. They want to see the same as exact thing happen over and over and over again. It's almost like the same exact thing if you guys go to a concert and maybe something amazing happens at the concert, you're excited to go to the next one because you have so many good memories of, again, that previous concert. Now, again, sometimes those good amazing point. memories could keep on going or that you could say to themselves, oh, that one wasn't as good and you may not go back to the concert. That's when market conditions change. But really the fact that it's all mentality, it's all psychological that every single day people are waking up right now and everyone's saying, hey, I can't wait for the next supernova because yesterday we had a supernova. 
supernova. And it's kind of like an endless cycle right now of nonstop breakouts. So again, if you short these plays, you're usually ending up taking a big loss. And I'll be the first one to say, right, if you short these stocks right here, you are going to be having some serious trouble. And, you know, I've gone on some shorts I've lost before. I've gone on some buy plays and some longs. And you know what happened? I've been able to profit huge. You really just need to understand the market conditions. But SCKT really just came down to process of elimination from its gap up, major volume, low flow, and the fact it's credible news in a crazy hot market condition. Yeah. And then real um, high level, what happened from like an experienced eye of GameStop? Like, was that, is that a total anomaly? Could it, could it happen again? Could someone find another GameStop or is that, was it all hype? Was it all right? Is that never going to happen again? And I mean, that one was extremely, extremely, you know, to, extremely to the extreme. Okay. That, <laughs> that was, that was extremely high to see that stock go 500, but these ginormous breakouts, I like to call them supernovas, which means if we see a stock, let's say, you know, like SCKT today, SCKT today, I would classify this as a supernova. The stock went from $10 and was able to run a ridiculous amount. Let's just say over 500%. And again, you were able to see massive, massive profits. Now we can see one of these ginormous supernovas where a stock may go from $5 all the way up to six, 80, $100. Usually we're going to be seeing that maybe around four to five times a year. So, you know, you don't see it often. GME has been one of the biggest ones I have seen, but you do see again, these big supernovas, you know, one, two, three, four times a year. There's actually one that was a little bit bigger that happened, which is TVIX. TVIX actually happened last March, and that's an inverse ETF. And what this essentially is, is you can make money as the stock falls. So uh, the stock market falling. So the SPY is what people assume is what the stock market is. The SPY is the top 500 companies in the United Mm -hmm. States. So when the SPY starts falling, you can play inverse ETFs, which are going to rise. Just like if you want to short let's say inverse ETFs right now, as the stock and market climbs, you can go ahead and make money. So when the pandemic hit, you know, the kind of the first time we were introduced to COVID and everyone is super scared and everyone, you know, was very fearful. We saw TVIX actually go from $40 all the way up to $1,000. And that was actually the biggest one I have ever seen in my life. But GME, was it all hype? Was it all momentum? Yes. There wasn't any sort of like, I, I know we like to talk about it and we like to kind of be like, okay, you know, this is, this is war on wall street and everything along those lines. It kind of turned into that because the it was a good story to talk about. Yeah. The but fundamentals it's, it, of trade. Yeah. It, but it was more honestly hype momentum that had zero chance, zero, like zero chance of ever being able to hold those type of gains. Sure. I could tell you a million different chart setups and every single one, if you see a dramatic spike like that, it is all just off momentum. And honestly, the stock market is the majority of plays unless you guys are playing apple or tesla and i mean even tesla sometimes or amazon or facebook if you guys stay away from kind of those main plays the majority of the stock market is going to be momentum based when you see a breakout and the thing is the moment you hear about the stock is usually the moment that you're too late the secret to success in the stock market is to be in front of the mob the mob which i call the majority of buyers just giving a little acronym right there is be in front of like that get there before you get there 
Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So if you beat the mob to every single play, that's where you guys are going to be successful. But the moment you are part of the mob, the moment that again, you guys are, you know, buying in with the mob is the moment you're too late. Just like, again, it seems like every single time and GME may be the, one of the only few exceptions that the moment it, people start realizing what's going on is when you hop in and then you start losing. Cause I could think of so many people. And again, including myself, when I first started trading, we saw a big time breakout. We saw a big time spike. And then you say to yourself, okay, I'm buying in on this. And the reason why you're buying in on this big time breakout is because you're seeing a big time breakout and you're seeing tons of people make money on it. So you say, okay, I want to buy in on it. So you buy this big time breakout, but what's the problem when you already see the big time breakout? It already spiked. So guess what happens? You lose over and over and over and over again. The problem is so many people are losers in the stock market because they rely too much on A, other people's opinions who probably don't know what they're talking about. And then yeah. B, on top of that, their visual sense. And that's the last thing we can really rely on with our stock trading, because the moment we visually have confirmation of a big breakout, it usually means it's too late because if a big breakout happens, it means people have bought that stock all the way on up, guess what they're going to start doing? They're going to start taking in their profits where again, the stock changes and starts dropping on off. That's what we call chasing a spike. So the true success is beating the mob. And how do we beat the mob to apply? Well, of course, that's actually through studying, finding these hot press releases, looking for these chart patterns, so on and so forth. But the moment that things start popping up on TV, you'll notice a lot of times a day or two later is when they fall apart. The moment that people start talking about it on Facebook, people again, hit you up from high school and have, you know, be like, like, hey, what do you think about this? Is the moment it usually starts falling apart because it kind of gets too top heavy. Everyone keeps buying it higher than it can ever hold. And that's when these stocks start dropping on down. Yeah, that's another really good point. It's kind of like when we were talking about real estate, you know, and we were talking about investing in different areas and, you know, waiting for certain things. And sometimes a lot of people will go in and buy homes in certain areas and wonder why they're not making the type of return that they expected, right? And just like you said, if you didn't do any prior research, if you didn't really study the markets, if you didn't study the areas you're buying into, what what did you really expect? Yeah. You know, you're you're buying in at the top of the market, the top of any like there's no appreciation left in this area. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, I think that's kind of what happened with a lot of people buying into GME a couple of days after the spike already. You know, it's like you're buying into it, now you're restricted, all you can do is sell and now you're stuck with this tough loss. Yeah. I mean, you just have to understand, you know, what you're going into at that point. You know, you can't expect a stock that goes from, let's say, $40, goes all the way up at $300 or $500, and then the stock coming down on the back half, and you expect it to be able to bounce and keep going more. And then you're the person on the internet that's saying, hey, nobody sell. If anyone sells, I'm going to find you. <laughs> and I'm going to, again, you'll kill you. Diamond right? <laughs> we see that happen all yep. the time where, you know, the stock's not going to bounce back on up. The stock is done. It is all momentum based. And the moment that momentum fades is the moment that it Again, the stock is going to be over with and people get up and go somewhere else. You know, it's kind of like, I always think of this example as well, where it's kind of like the mob, you know, the majority of buyers, you know, sometimes you ever see like those national geographic shows where all of a sudden you'll see like a farm. And then in the distance, you have this like black cloud where it's really just a ton of bees and they just, or whatever insects to go like <laughs> right through the crops. And all of a sudden it's like a dead crop. And then you know what they do? They go to another farm and they just leave that all dead and dried up. That's kind of how these stocks are when the hmm. big mob of people hit it because they eat up all the things they eat up all the profits eat up all the resources and then blop they just leave it go and they go somewhere else if on you're the, the person one. that's just holding on to that play be like no these are these seeds are going to grow back right they're never going to come it's dead right it's done <laughs> so last question for you what are like five stocks that you got your eye on to jump in front of the mob for me i want to know uh to jump in front of the mob 
by Thursday. By Thursday. Okay. Well, anything you got a, your eye on? It's Five. a little. It's a little bit of a tricky, um, you know, question. And the reason why it's slightly tricky is just because every single day we're going to have new plays. Like, right. like when we say SCKT today, SCKT, nobody was going to be able to predict that. Let's say on Friday because a brand new press release came out today. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, okay, I could say, Hey, get ready for SCKT because we don't know when press releases are going to come out. We just need to be ready for the press releases to come out. And once the press releases come out, like tomorrow, you may say, all right, Hey deck, you know, um, you know, I, I, uh, ACY is going on a massive spike on up and we take a look. It's because it came out with the press release at 8 AM, but we don't know what the press release are going to be at 8 AM or what stock that's going to be. So that's a little tricky. But what I will say is the number one thing that I would do to be able to find future breakouts is a lot of times with these top gainers, such as let's say SCKT is you always want to write down top gainers because top gainers can easily lead to continuation. So continuation would be the extended version, or let's say the next day continuing to climb on up like tomorrow, SCKT is going to be one of my top stocks to watch. Why? Because the stock today okay. went from nine seventeen to That's $35. Good. It's obviously going to be a stock that I want to continue to keep my eyes peeled on. So what I would suggest every single night, let's say you got no scanners, you have no idea what you're doing and you're just looking for some stocks to be able to make you some possible big money is go over to that website that I talked about before, www.finviz.com, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. Every single night, it'll show you all the top gainers of the day. All you want to do, write down the top three to four top gainers. These are the hottest plays currently in the market. And you know what? If there's no news the next day, where do you think the mob's going to go? The mob's going to look around and they say, hey, let's go back to the previous top gainers, the ones that were breaking out, the ones that were going crazy yesterday. You know what? There's no news today. Let's go back to the previous top gainers of yesterday and start buying that play. And that's why, again, a lot of times you see stocks that were top gainers one day go on big top gainers again. So what I would suggest is, you know, uh, over, let's say the next few days is go to Finviz, write down the top three top gainers every single night. And I can almost promise you, you're going to see one of those plays at least go on another big time spike back to back days. I love it. I love it. Gems people. You guys still got the pen and paper out? Take your notes. (laughs) So deck, where can people find you online? tradecaster.com. So if you guys head over to tradecaster.com, we are having a boot camp right now at this time as well. We actually just started today, day one. And uh, what we're doing at this time is taking everyone from absolute scratch. We're going from zero to 100, A to Z. Uh, I know what it's like to be in the majority of your shoes, you know, listening and kind of being partly confused on the terminology and saying to yourself, hey, I want to learn. I want to learn how to make money in the stock market. I want to make some sort of difference, but I really have no idea where to start. Right now is the perfect time to join because this is the moment that we are doing our boot camp, going A to Z. Every single person who signs up, we do offer a free seven-day pass, 100% free. If you don't enjoy the service, you can cancel before you're charged, not be charged a dime. I promise you guys, if you guys are there, you guys are absolutely going to love it and be able to get a nonstop educational experience. So tradecaster.com is where I'm at every single day. Love it. Love it. We'll definitely uh, tag that in the uh, episode notes. So guys, just look down there. And we'll have Deck back on. I'm sure down the road. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for being our first guest. That's hey, cool. No, thank you so much. I definitely uh, loved listening to the first two podcasts. They were super interesting as well. And I'm happy, you know, you guys reached thank out you, to me, especially for this uh, investing talk that we had right here. But yeah, no problem whatsoever. I always, I always love again, coming back on and just kind of, you know, I always felt bad over the, you know, throughout high school, you know, just kind of beating you guys up a lot and <laughs> chucking you guys up in the locker. So I was the least I can do. Yeah, I guess we are All at right, that man. point in our life, you know, where we just start rewriting history. Yeah, we'll let that okay. one go. It's okay. Yeah. All right. With that being said, thanks, bro. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, no problem. Hey, thank you so much. And again, good luck with the rest of the podcast. I'll be listening. See you, man. Until next time. So what you think, man? Listen, we told you guys, get your coffee cups ready. Get your um, get your energy ready because Deckmar came with the energy. He came, he he came, came with, with the it. heat. Yeah, I don't know how that kid uh, goes to bed at night. I don't, honestly. I don't think he sleeps. I don't think so either. It might be like, you know how the astronauts, when they're in space, you just go into this little, uh, little tube and the thing closes. I don't know if that actually happens. I saw it in a movie one time. What movie was that? I know which one you're talking about. Was, was that Disney the one movie. with the cheap? With the, um, you, with the you chip? You know exactly what I'm talking about because we're, we're Disney fans. <laughs> What's the one with the You know chip? which one I'm talking about. They go in there. It's like, go to and sleep. And the chimp woke them up and they finished the snacks in like yep. four minutes. Yep. Damn, what's Classic. the name of that? If anybody knows the please name text of that us. movie, please. Oh, that was please so good. DM us, let us was, know. Yes. Um, but his, dude, his energy is so insane. The kid's a psycho, but he knows what he's talking about. And it's evident that he knows what he's talking about. That's it. Yeah. It, People thought Einstein were crazy. There was a lot of cool gems from, obviously, Know What You're Doing, Beating the Mob. That was cool. That was nice. And then Finviz. Finviz. Finviz is a big takeaway. I'm about to look at that every day. Big time gainers. Finviz. I hope you guys took notes because if you didn't, you need to rewind back. Mm-hmm. Go back. Ride the momentum. Take your notes. Learn. We got to learn. This is how we get better, people. This yeah. is what the show is about. And some cool mo- motivational inspo in the beginning there. He was fired up, man. Oh, he was. He was. He was. He was trying to, uh, he was trying to r- rile up the locker room a little bit. I'm telling you. This is like I told you, like a Friday night back in like 2011. I didn't like the little jabs he was throwing at me. That's fine. Um, yeah. <clears throat> dig uh, a little bit. You know, don't don't take it personal. You know, it's one of the four agreements. One of the four agreements. Don't take it personal. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was... I hope people really got what they were looking for. I talked to a lot of people about this, um, about having Sean on this week. Uh, people were looking for information about, okay, you know, how do I get into the game? You know, what information should I review daily? You know, how much money should I come to the table with? And I think he really did do a great job of going over some of those things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, if you really, like, I, if you have the time this week, make the time. Not if you have the time, make the time. Because that's another part of what we talk about, you know, is not just waiting for conditions to be perfect. Not waiting for life to give you the best opportunity to really take advantage of things. Because that's not what winners do. You know, that's not what people like Dekmar do. That's not what people like. Like us, you know, we don't wait for things to be perfect. If you're going to take the information and find an actionable step tomorrow. Speaking of actionable things that people need to do. Bert, new thing that we're introducing to people. Content recommendations of the week. Right? My first recommendation. Hit us. Everybody needs to sit down this weekend. If you haven't already. And if you have already watched this, please, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the comments, DMs. Let's, let's talk. Judas and the Black Messiah. Whoa. So uh, I like I like this. I like content recommendation of the week. I think this is cool. Um, you can give us a little insight towards us. I have no idea what you're talking about. Would you just in the Black Messiah? Listen. Quick synopsis. I'm going to get all I'm going to tell you. It tells the story. One of the stories I think that when you talk about a lot of things we did not grow up learning about American history. Right. And some of the things that happened through the civil rights movement, you know, being with this being Black History Month. Take the time. Watch this movie. Learn about the history of Fred Hampton. Right. The beginning of the Black Panther movement, you know, it's it really just shows you how when you have the ability to view content in a different way nowadays, you can educate people on on different topics. You know, I was sitting down with with my brother this weekend, my sister and cousin, and we were watching it. And I was asking my brother, have you ever heard about this story? You know, like, do you know about some of these things? And there were certain parts, you know, even being a black person in America, right, like growing up in this country saying like, oh, you should have a different insight on it. There are still certain things we don't know. 
right? Which brings me to the side of wondering, like, people outside of my community, right? If there's one thing you can do, educate yourself. Continue to sit down and make the time to do this. That is why this is my content recommendation of the week, not only because of the education side, because it was so well done. Hands probably one of the best movies I've watched in the past year. Well, easily, actually, one of the best movies I've watched in the past yeah, year. Yeah, where can I see it? Um, HBO Max, it's streaming right now for the next couple of weeks. Um, or if you guys are in the area, you can go to the movie theaters. You can also do that, too. But sit down, friends, family. It's a great movie. It's enjoyable. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Kaluuya, like everybody is, is in there. You know what I mean? Like stars left and right. You know, so it's it's so enjoyable, so well done. And once again, you'll actually walk away learning something um, about a, a part of our history that's not talked about enough. I like that, man. I, I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, so once people watch it, we'll talk about it. Or if you have watched it once again, let's talk. Awesome. That's a cool little caveat that, that you just made there to segue off of into the end. With that being said, first step is not perfect, and we are aware of that. We know episodes one and two, we were talking, and you guys were listening, which we grossly appreciate. We are going to get better. This first meeting that we just had with Dekmar, our first guest was on Zoom, and this was our first experience with Zoom. Um, overcame some challenges with some technical difficulties in the beginning. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully if you were looking for some stock inspiration, some stock knowledge, little insider tips, we hope you got it from that episode. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. And as always, enjoy the first sip.